Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fresh Start Podcast, a show where we share success principles, explore the stories, experiences, and journey of real people in order to provide newcomers with strategies to succeed. My name is David Ojainka. Today's episode is the part two of ensuring your career with Navid Ashad. If you haven't heard part one yet, go back and listen to it. That is the episode right before this because you would need that for context. Now, let's dive right into part two of ensuring your career with Navid Ashad. Um, so let's quickly go back a little bit to the mentorship and the networking piece because that's one of the uh, main challenge that a lot of um, newcomers and immigrants and also international students that they have. Speaking of mentorship, you mentioned, you, you've told us amazing things about mentorship which which are valid but your mentors have they always been within the organization you work or outside the organization no it's been a combination of both so i, I think I, I think actually it's important to um have connections outside the organization um, that you're in because it's easy uh, especially in a large organization to just sort of get just stay in a vacuum to some degree and mm-hmm. It's only so getting to the trap of only thinking in one way, um, one approach. Um, mm-hmm. So I tried to use a combination. I think it's important to have people within your organization uh, be champions for you, mm-hmm. sponsor for you. But I think it's also good to have other perspectives and bounce things in, in different perspectives on how to look at the world. Great. And so speaking of outside of the organization, that means that for people to be able to to get people outside of the organization, I know there are different ways one can do that, but the the major way or one of the prominent ways is through networking. Some people say, as as you've already mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, that you're an introvert. Um, some people say that you know I go into um, networking events, then I freeze or um, I'm afraid to 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 asks people, I'm afraid to even start a conversation. At times when you've been in situations like that, how have you done networking effectively? And also as an executive, I'm sure people send you emails all the time on LinkedIn, on different platforms, even within your organization, people reach out to you to say, hey, I would like to connect or something, or I would like to have a chat over coffee and all that. What are some of the strategies that you have used to network and also some of the people that have connected with you on some of these platforms that you have been able to build relationship with, what are some of the things that make you say yes to them or that make you reply their emails? How should people do it better? Yeah, okay, let me start with the last part first because I think um, you actually, David, you set a good example on how you, how you approached me, actually. Um, okay, anybody can send a LinkedIn invite, but you know, uh, either in the invite or following it up with, you know, specific ideas on um, things we can work on together, things that are com- uh, common to us, um, you know, things, th- things that would add value. I think those are things to highlight. Um, so when I see, if I just see a, a, a random LinkedIn invite and just, I would, you know, just add me to your professional network and there's no context and I, I generally ignore those. But if there is some interesting, something interesting and something that catches my eye, I'm much more likely to, to, to respond. Mm-hmm. I think you did that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. In terms of um, the, um, you know, uh, dealing with 
being a bit afraid on, on the networking side. I mean, you have to push yourself. Uh, it's not, it's not going to be uh, comfortable sometimes, but that's okay. That's, it's, that's, that's, that's life. Um, remember, if, if you're going to a networking sort of event or an industry conference, most other people are also there for networking. So you got to think about that. Like we're all in the same shoes, right? So uh, a lot of people would, would like to have a conversation. I mean, it may, it may not click or all that, but everybody should be open to it and you shouldn't be shy. You just have to push yourself. Um, I like some of the, uh, you know, some of the, the, the formal networking events that, that, that take place. Uh, you mentioned that I'm on the board of Ascend Canada, which is a, you know, a, a Pan-Asian professional association. They put on a number of events for Pan-Asian professionals to network. Um, and so I, I would look for forms like that that are custom tailored for networking opportunities. And uh, remember, anybody that goes on there is, look, is looking to do the same thing. Uh, whether mm-hmm. they volunteer to be mentors or, uh, or just there for networking, they're all in the same sort of boat. And so just, just have that mindset. Great. Um, thank you so much for, for clarifying that and for pointing that out. The secret of great men is in their habit. I'm sure that you've um, developed some certain habits over the years that have served you well. What are your daily habits that has helped you on your journey? Um, let me talk about a couple. Um, one work-related and one not work-related. Um, and uh, so work-related. Um, I just, I don't like to be in a situation where I'm just, I have my head down working the whole day. Uh, I think there's always time for reflecting. Um, and so I always took time in, uh, in my calendar for just thinking about the, the bigger picture, how this all fits together. Am I missing anything? Should I look at this in different ways uh, as opposed to mindlessly doing one thing? So I, uh, it's important to have some, some of that time to reflect um, uh, work-wise. Uh, non-work-wise, uh, I think it's always important to have balance in your life. Um, so I do play sports. Uh, that gives me physically fit. Uh, although I play squash, but playing squash in this environment is a bit tough, but I do other things instead. Um, and I also make sure I, I read. I try to read about a book a week, and ideally something that's not directly related uh, to the business, maybe tangentially, but not directly. And uh, I find that uh, just that habit sort of opens my mind to new concepts, new ideas. And so I always like to learn uh, that way also. So back to challenges now. I'm sure you have experienced challenges and people see you today um, as an executive at a massive global organization. And oftentimes people look at leaders like yourself as invincible. To prove that you are human just like the rest of us, can you share some of your biggest fears or faults and how you've worked to overcome them? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it for me the most important thing about being leader is being genuine and being transparent. Um, so I, I do not uh, like to have this sort of ivory tower mentality. Um, and uh, you know, when, when I in in the work environment, I make I make sure I, I sort of connect with everyone uh, on the ground. Um, I especially uh, liked uh, connecting with salespeople that are sort of at the front line of our business. Um, if you look at my social media feed, most of it is me interacting with salespeople. Uh, so I've sort of built that personal connection. So I, it's, I think it's very important to sort of build that, that connection and not act like a senior executive, but more act like someone that, uh, you know, that you can relate to. 
that you can have good conversations about the, uh, the business, um, be, be open-minded, take, take feedback. Um, well, eventually, uh, you know, ultimately you are the boss and you have to make, you're going to have to make some tough decisions and you can't let that interfere. Uh, any friendships interfere with that. But mm-hmm. I think being, being genuine on the ground and being someone that uh, pe- people can trust is, is for me has been the key. Great. Do you think there's a proven formula that if someone follows, it is guaranteed to make it in their career? Um, I mean, there's no guarantees in life, right? Uh, but I think uh, you have to put yourself in the best position to succeed. Um, so those are some of the things that well, you, sh- you should do. Um, obviously, you have to have the foundation, uh, be it the skills or the um, you know the experiences, um, and you know obviously work hard, deliver. Um, I always find the best people uh, I've worked with are people that, you know, don't talk a big game, but deliver a big game. So that's that for me, that those are sort of the minimums. Uh, But then as I said, put yourself out there, um, you know, take, take on bigger tasks, volunteer for them. Um, For me, like when I hear people push back, if I've sort of assign a project to someone and they say, this is not my job responsibility, job accountability. That's for me, that's negative, but I would just take that on. And so, uh, and so just look for those opportunities to put yourself out there and shine um, and, and, and not shy away from that. You have to, your career is in your hands, not in anybody else's hands. And so uh, in a competitive environment, you have to you know, show that why you're a, a better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of um, the formula, like you rightly said, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee in life. Um, some of some some newcomers and immigrants say, you know, I have many years of experience in from the country where I'm coming from. I know you may not be able to relate directly, but as a leader and as um, somebody who has many years of experience under his belt, I'm sure you've experienced, you've you've had contact with newcomers and immigrants at some point in your career before you've hired some of them. So some people say that, okay, I have many years of experience in my country. I've done everything that, you know, the career coaches, the recruiters, um, they've told me to do, but it seemed like nothing is working for me. I just need somebody to give me a chance. I need somebody to just um, take, um, give me an opportunity to prove myself, right? What do you look for and how, if you have a practical example, or if you, if you, if you don't, you can maybe some, some experiences or stories you've heard in the past of how people position themselves. How do you think that newcomers and immigrants can position themselves in order for somebody to give them an opportunity here in Canada or take a chance on them in, here in Canada? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard this issue a lot. <laughs> Um, and I think it's real. I think there are some barriers here with respect to, you know, recognizing experiences from overseas. And uh, that's unfortunate, actually. But I think it's just the reality of the situation. From my own perspective, when I look to hire people, I want to have a diverse team. I mean, diversity takes up a lot of different forms. Um, you know, uh, race, gender, um, uh, etc. But also for me, it's it's the diversity of experience that's important, and um, you know what what are the type of life experiences people have had, and you want to have people that have had different experiences. And I think generally, a lot of the people newcomers to this country that I, I've I've interacted with at, at the workplace and hired, 
um, I found them to be hungry and very entrepreneurial. Um, and they've done, uh, their experience has been actually maybe broader than what uh, we would have normally expected from someone here that maybe have had deeper in one area, but not as broad. Um, so I think, um, I think it's important to have that. Now, that said, there are barriers, as I said. Um, and uh, in terms of navigating those, I mean, I, I wish I had better answers, but what I generally tell people to do is, you know, focus on networking, focusing on, um, you know, highlighting, you know, figuring out what you want to do. Um, I, I've talked to people uh, from overseas that, you know, have a variety of different skills and I tell them what type of job are you looking for? And they're sort of open to everything. I'm not sure that's the best idea. I think you should focus on things where you've had demonstrated success and can point to specific uh, accomplishments and focus on that and talk that up. Uh, do, do a ton of networking, look for um, uh, organizations. I, I mentioned Ascend, there's all kinds of associations like that. Um, volunteer at those, uh, go to the events, uh, network, um, make sure you have, uh, to my point earlier, make sure you can articulate your accomplishments in sort of an elevator speech quickly and concisely. Um, I think if you sort of pound the pavement like that, I've, I've seen uh, some successes. I agree that once you get, getting in the door is the most important thing. Mm. Uh, and, and focusing on that is important. I, I generally feel that, you know, if, if, you, if you get in and you're good and you demonstrate that you're good and you promote that you're good, uh, things will work out. But you have to sort of take that first step. Great. Um, that's great advice. Thank you. Um, so uh, in researching you, I saw that you um, started the Ashad family bursary in actuarial mathematics at Concordia University. What motivated you to do that? Uh, I mean, I had a very positive experience at Concordia. And um, I, um, you know, you know, part of um, you know, giving back to the university um, that helped sort of form, form me uh, and the community at large, established that bursary. Um, so essentially it covers the first year expenses for incoming uh, actual mathematics students uh, to Concordia and it's based on need, um, a combination need and uh, excellence. Um, so um, again, it's just, it's just a way to give back uh, based on my own personal positive experience. Thank you. And thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Now, what advice would you give to the younger Navid? Um, you know, you're going to hear this theme a lot. Uh, I, I, I wish I was a bit more proactive in getting out of my comfort zone. Exa example, I went to Asia, worked in Asia. I loved it. I was thinking to myself, and I went there after, with kids and, and a family, and it was a bit more challenging uh, because my wife has a career and the kids have to go to school. I was thinking to myself, why didn't I do something like this when I was younger and more flexible? Um, and so for people that are young and, don't, and flexible and don't necessarily have some of the family commitments, really go for it because you're not going to have that. Uh, the flexibility is going to get lower and lower as, as you get older and older with more responsibilities. So take advantage of that. Don't let those years uh, uh, fl fly by. And you know, I wish I could have told myself to do a little bit more of that when I, when I was in that situation. Mm. And if there was one thing you could change in your journey, what would it be? Um, that's 
good question. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I've, I've been pretty fortunate in my journey. Uh, I've done well. I mean, looking back, I don't think I've ever thought I would ever get to where I am right now. Um, so, I mean, you always can nitpick here and there, but if I, if I gave you one thing, it would feel like it was just sort of nitpicking for the sake of it. Cause I feel quite fortunate and I, I, I feel that I've been lucky and in the right place at the right time and been successful um, that I, I'm not sure I would change anything. And uh, speaking of luck and um, you know, the, the point you are in your career, um, what, what set you apart from your counterparts? I'm sure whenever those opportunities show up, you were not the only candidate that was presented. Other candidates were presented, but you were the one that was chosen. What do you think set you apart? Um, so whenever I, I go into an interview, um, I like to be fully researched. I like to understand, you know, the, the company, I like to understand what they're looking for, have my own views uh, uh, in terms of like, if, if, if I were to do something different, what do I do? And, you know, potentially explain that in a constructive way. Um, ask probing questions. Um, um, and so I use, sort of use that approach, whether it's an interview or just day-to-day um, uh, across the board. And I, I think for those that, you know, take things seriously, question the status quo, uh, you know, push the envelope, um, and uh, um, I, I think that that's 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 an important sort of mindset to have. And then ultimately, I think why I've succeeded is I focus on execution. Because um, it's easy to get caught up in you know presenting brilliant strategies um, on a, on on in PowerPoint decks. Um, but what sets good people apart is the, their ability to execute and engage on the ground. Um, and I've really focused on that in my career. Um, I like to be known as uh, the person who gets something done, gets things done. That's mm-hmm. what I want to be known as. And uh, that's why I've, I've focused on that and less on um, stuff, uh, other peripheral stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say research the company or research the role, how do you do your research? Is it just by checking on Google or by reaching out to people? How, if, if you can, yeah. if you can. Yeah, generally, if, if I'm looking at something, basically, um, yeah, there's obviously stuff you can, that's publicly available, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, if there are people I know in the organization, I would uh, reach out to them, understand, you know, how, how they're doing business, like what are their challenges, what are their issues, uh, what are their opportunities. Um, I also like to, think, uh, compare and contrast them to other companies. Like mm-hmm. what are they doing differently uh, and why? Um, I like to, I mean, insurance is a global um, business. Um, and so some of the challenges that a company is having in Canada, another company could be having in Australia or the UK or Singapore, uh, look for anal- uh, you know, analogous situations and what companies have done. Um, bring that perspective to uh, any conversation. Uh, it's a global world and, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're dealing with similar issues. Um, so just, just uh, uh, yeah, again, going deep in the company, but also a broader industry view. Great, great point. What is your definition of success? Uh, my definition of success is, um, you know, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, 
I, I feel happiest and I guess most successful when I'm engaged uh, professionally and personally. Um, so I'm, I'm in a role that uh, I don't, I don't look at it monetarily because uh, I feel that's just going to come if you, if you're, if you're successful, it's where, you know, a role that, you know, that's challenging, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm delivering. Um, and, and, and from a personal perspective, it's, you know, uh, quality time with the family, um, you know, a tr good, open, transparent relationship. Um, and, uh, you know, that, those, those are, those are the, the basic things. I don't think life is that, as, that complicated. I think just, uh, you know, again, being engaged in your professional life and similarly in a personal life are the, are the things for me. And if I'm having both of those things, um, I feel very successful. Great. Thank you. So finally, imagine sitting across a newcomer or immigrant. What advice would you give to them to navigate their career journey? Yeah, first of all, I mean, I, I generally for newcomers and immigrants, as I said, I, I feel um, that they've, you know, they've taken a step, right? They've got, they've gotten out of their comfort zone. Um, they are hungry and want to succeed. Um, so I think generally that's the case. So that for me, that's great. So then to figure is you got to figure out what, what you want to do, uh, how your prior experiences relate, think, think through where you could uh, add value um, and then focus on that. Um, focus on developing your pitch, your, what's, like what you're all about, um, how will you describe yourself quickly um, and then your know, network. Um, you you have take, take, you own your career and go for it um, and take ownership and, um, and look for what makes you happy. Um, but again, don't be complacent. You have to, you have to take personal accountability and ownership. That's fantastic. It's obvious that you're an executive because you, you go straight to the point. You're very clear and you're very concise. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I'm told I'm too concise, actually. <laughs> One of my development opportunities is, uh, is try to, you know, take, you know go, go deeper on things. But I, I like to be concise and to the point. And again, you, it's easy to overcomplicate the world. And mm -hmm. the, world, the world is complicated, but if you keep it simple, it just makes things more straightforward. And what are some of the mistakes that you see newcomers make? Um, I think that the main thing is that it's not easy, right? Um, mm. Now, it, again, I think most newcomers have a ton to offer, and, uh, but it's not going to be easy and nobody's going to hand you anything mm. on a platter. And uh, so there shouldn't be, you shouldn't expect that. And you're going to have to, go and get it and mm. uh, uh, don't, don't be complacent. Uh, I've, I've seen people wait a bit too long and, you know, just you know, not, not be aggressive enough in terms of searching out opportunities. Um, you can't sit back, uh, especially at the beginning. And I feel that a couple of situations I've seen people expect things to happen for them without mm. maybe the, the uh, you know, the ownership of it. Mm. Okay. So taking ownership of, um, taking ownership for your own career journey. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add? Oh, I think that this is a very comprehensive interview. It's always good to have these actually, because I find, um, 
you know, it's good to articulate this stuff. So some of the stuff, some questions you've asked me, I haven't thought about for a while. And it's always good to sort of, you know, think, think about well, why you're doing certain things and how, uh, how you see yourself. So I appreciate the questions, David. What, what does fresh starts mean to you? Fresh start um, means that um, th- this, there's a sort of a world of opportunity, right? You have uh, the world in front of you and it's what you make of it. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. And now we have come to the end of our conversation. Thank you so much for your time, Navid. No, it's been a pleasure, David. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fresh Start. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone you know and love. Please go ahead and subscribe on any platform you listen to your podcast. And also please take a moment to leave us a review because that would help us to reach more audience. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at freshstart.org. If you know any newcomer you think would be a good fit to interview for the podcast, we'd like to hear from you please go to www.thefreshstartup.com to nominate someone. We appreciate you and remember, no matter how hard the past is, you can always begin again. Take care and have a great week.